This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey everybody, welcome to the All Sports Exchange. Of course, I am your host, Sal, but I'll be joined today by two very special guest hosts, Mr. Josh Williamson and Mr. Chip Zdarsky. This episode goes, I don't even think there were rails for it to start with. Check it out. I have a, a couple of questions for Chip, but mm. I wanted to start off with Chip. You know, what is it like drawing Daredevil? <laughs> 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 no, but actually, what I thought. Chip, <laughs> uh, come back. Come back. Show is over. There he is. Oh, I actually hey, like sorry. that one a lot. That's amazing. Moved. I, I actually book, thought what we were. I have a bookshelf we above here, and it fell on my laptop, <laughs> knocking the screen down. It was a very gentle fall, I got to admit. I thought what we were doing was we were going to talk about there being like a flash daredevil crossover because oh. even though i don't technically write flash anymore i thought that's what we were going to be talking about I take and it. i know and i know that uh chip were you uh, fired the flash were you fired off the flash no dude i it was time to go I it was time to go yeah. <laughs> I figured as much. what a genuine response no man you did quite well on no it. sal and i actually talked about this a little bit yesterday that like um you know i had always planned on trying to get to once i got around like 50 i was like i'm gonna try to get to 100 101 and then they um we kept going to that and i think they didn't really take me seriously about that even a few months ago like beginning of march um i was talking to them and they were like oh, okay what are your plans for after finish line and i was like the the name of the arc is literally finish line i think i'm <laughs> done and uh, and they were like oh and i remember it was funny because the editor was sitting across from me I had his notebook in front of him he was ready for me to like tell him my whole pitch for like 101 to 200 or whatever <laughs> and we're at breakfast and i was like no no i'm that's it like i kind of have ideas but they're all super soft they wouldn't be good i feel like this is it and he was like oh, okay and then he closed his notebook <laughs> oh. he, just, he straight out was like oh um okay well all right so um so can check, make a phone call. Like, he that was the end of that meeting he, but, he took uh, he took his notebooks started to light it on fire yeah. <laughs> uh it's it's a weird thing to I mean, I don't think it happens very often where someone leaves a book. Yeah. Instead of being Voluntarily. told that it's time for them to leave the book. Because we did that with Howard the Duck. <laughs> not not the same as The Flash, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> we did like 16 issues of it. Yeah. And uh, and they were like, oh, what do you have next? I'm like, oh, I think that's it. Like, we told the story. And um, you could, obviously, like, I'm sure if you set aside like a couple of weeks to think of more Flash stories, you oh, can come yeah. up with something I know, that I, I, you can do I it, but stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are things like, I want to do, and if there are things I've thought about, especially when it comes to like the sidekicks and stuff, like there's little things, but they would always be. It's like I would want to do a collection of of little short things that are just like side stories. I feel like I'm definitely done with Barry. So yeah. that's part of it. But then nobody wants that. They don't want me to be like, all right, here's like five extra issues of me just doing the kids or just doing these little, these little things that I kind of wish I had done. Yeah. That's, that's it. So yeah. Yeah. I think it is rare. I'm not sure if I've, when people, you know, make the decision of like, I'm done after that many issues or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. you I'm trying to think of anyone that, yeah. 
I think well, I know at least Aaron, one other right? person. And it's a huge shift. Didn't didn't you didn't you leave Spectacular as well? Were you like I'm done? I I don't have any more to tell. Yeah, I did. That that was kind of like that was a timing thing. I I had a, a, an inkling of what I could do after that run. That was again like twenty something issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also they had like a crossover coming up, and I was like, well, but the crossover involved like like multiple universes there's one of those spider geddon style things i'm uh, like, like i kind of just did that like i in, in my spider-man run i had like alternate universe and all these different characters and like it felt weird to go from that right into another one yeah mm-hmm. and so i was like well this actually seems like a good time to leave and it wasn't even like a how dare we have a crossover because I, <laughs> I get that's how that works but I, I knew i had a couple of issues that i wanted to do and then i was going to write and draw my wrap up and i'm like that, that's it uh, easy enough. Star Lord, I was fired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was just that was a straight up cancellation. Have you ever had this, Josh? Where like, oh man, issue, I'm not issue sure two, if I should talk about this. <laughs> issue two of Star Lord came out, and I got a call from my editor uh, telling me it was canceled. Like oh. issue two. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got taken off. I'm gonna say I moved on. I moved on from Justice yeah. League odyssey before issue one was even out like issue one hadn't come out yet and i and the thing with this is that i can say that it was like you know i talked to them about it there was obviously you know a lot of struggles with that book so before each one even came out it was like well how far ahead can you get on that and then you can get to like issue 12 you think you can write to issue 12 and then leave to go do Batman Superman. Batman Superman was the priority. And I've been asking Batman Superman for years. Oh God, yeah, yeah. And so then when issue, issue one not even come out yet, I had written issue four maybe. And I was, I sat down and they were like, today is your last day. It was at, you know, it was the last time I saw you, it was in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was at that, that convention. Uh, they sat me down and they were like, they were just, I mean, I was sitting at the bar and they were like, today's your last day in that book, you're moving on. They were like, you're going to go do this other stuff. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because it was like, there's no way I could, you know, they were looking at my schedule too. And there's like, there's no way you can handle all this stuff. And it's yeah. time. And, you know, Dan Abbott has basically been asking for a book just like this for years. So it was like, mm-hmm. I'm asking for Batman and Superman. Dan Abbott's always wanted to do a team book in space. Like, let's just do it now instead of you writing, you know, yeah. for another six months on something. Yeah, like, yeah. Just that's the right now. call. So that was... That was definitely like a moment of like, oh, okay, I guess. Like, I think that's one of the most like, this is the end things I've ever dealt with. Oh, yeah. but when I was at um, <laughs> when I was at Marvel the first time around, when I was working on Illuminati, that book got canceled. Yeah. I mean, they. How many, how many issues did you get? I got uh seven. Okay. Yeah. Seven issues. Yeah, they told me. I think issue one was the only one that was out, and it was at a weird moment because I remember I was. Um, I had just got the job on Flash and I was, I had just got the job right on Mansion, which were like two like bucket list things, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I actually found out I got the job uh, to write Haunted Mansion while I was in Disneyland. So I was like, I have to do this. Like, this is, you know, these are all coming together. Flash was working out. I had Birthright. Yeah. I still had Nailbiter going. Like, my schedule, my schedule was crazy. And I was like, man, I got to do something. And so I was like, I, I don't have to call them and tell them I'm, I might have to quit Illuminati. Like, I don't know if I can keep going. The sales weren't there, you know, too. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the editor called me and was like, they called me the next day and were like, hey, we'll let you know, 
the book is ending and I started laughing <laughs> because to me I was, I was like oh this is the best this is like I don't have to quit like I don't have yeah. to be that person that quits I can actually just say like all right that makes sense to me and then they were like we'll give you this many issues to wrap it up and I was like all right great yeah so, I, I've, yeah. I've had the I've had the same thing happen, but in a relationship, <laughs> like 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 literally, like we'd only been dating a few weeks or whatever, and I was like, oh, this isn't working. This is over. And I'll then a couple days. And then, yeah, and then she was like, we're at my place, and she was like, yeah, I don't know how to bring this up, but I don't I don't know if this is really going anywhere. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, oh, I kind of feel the same way, and like this <laughs> oh, actually works out really well. Yes. I have like oh, a right. version of that story where I, I dated somebody, we broke up, and then I like regretted it later, like a little re little regret, little regret, and then I yeah. saw them like two years later, and I was like, you know, I kind of regretted that, and they were like, oh well, actually, like I basically did it before they did it. They were like, yeah. oh, we were already heading that direction, and you just did it before. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And we're all good here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. works out well. Yeah. Uh, all right, so comic books. <laughs> I, 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 no, I mean, this is just gonna be a talk. But um, yeah, uh, did I ever tell you that um, DC approached me to write backup stories in your Flash when you launched? No, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's DC, so they approach like 30 people, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Course, yeah. <laughs> but they approached me. I remember they sent me the first, uh, I think this was the first two issues you run. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, because um, you could tell, like, in those first two issues, oh, this is going to be a good run. And I was like, oh, it'd be cool to be a part of this. And uh, The Flash is like my favorite character, too. So I was just like, oh, this is, this is going to be so great. And I started to think about it. And I was just like, I was stumped. I was just stumped. I'm just like, Guy runs fast. Guy runs fast. And like, I, I couldn't, Dude. like, you know, because I'm not one of those guys where I like have like the notebooks filled with like ideas yeah, yeah, for yeah. characters. Yeah. I had, I had one idea and I never even sent it in, which was, <laughs> it was the Flash versus a gang of senior citizens called the Turtle Gang. <laughs> Dude, this, you, you should have pitched this. This and, is and, already, and the, I'm like, sold. Their whole thing was like, they, they move slow like but they're smart and they're deliberate and so like they trip up flash in the weirdest ways like somebody manages to slip them like some x lax or whatever and so like the flash has to go to the washroom while they're robbing the bank and the one thing the flash can't do fast is frankly shit go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah yeah wait it out no you, you can't like if he could then it would be like insane be, be no well you know that like a lot of times runners and marathons they just like do it on the side of the road or whatever yeah Did you know that that yeah, to me is Bonkers. So I mean, yeah. this whole time we don't even know the Flash might have been doing that this entire time. We have no idea. It's just so fast. You should let out a uh, get DC to put out like a because they'll do obviously an omnibus of all your stuff. Mm -hmm. They should do a second like a variant omnibus where they go in and and uh, an add. artist like just adds just slight lines to indicate there's a diaper. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be very easy to <laughs> so keep them. That was much less foul than I thought the direction <laughs> you were going. With yeah. It. Like, just just where, scenes, just add where scenes where Chip he goes to the bathroom. Going with this, so Chip, I actually have a folder on my computer that is just labeled uh, Chip, and it is uh, pictures of you in a flash costume. <laughs> oh yeah, oh that was the that was the best find ever. Um, yeah, fraction. You told me I, it's in Toronto. Go, you gotta tell this story. Yeah. Well, uh, just just a fraction. And I were in uh, uh, Italy at a comic show called uh, Luca. And it's, it's awesome. It's like this weird old walled Italian city. You feel like you're in Assassin's Creed. And, uh, and, but it was like a rough trip. Like we were never quite able to get on the schedule. And uh, Matt was kind of down. And um, every day, like walking to 
the uh, walking to the, uh, the the signing area, I'd always walk by this costume shop, and it had like this very shiny flash outfit in the window, and I'm just like, oh, I really want that so bad. <laughs> and, uh, and and meanwhile, uh, Ivan Brandon was there with um, who's uh, who's the artist he works with, Nick Nick Klein, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, Ivan had the foresight to purchase uh, Mario and Luigi hats for him and Nick. <laughs> So they would sit at their tables with Mario and Luigi hats, and I've never seen Matt that angry <laughs> that that we didn't have the idea. So he was in a foul mood, and like he, I couldn't get him out of it because at first you think, oh, he's joking. Like of course he's not mad about this. But like Ivan, Ivan came up with this. Like oh, that's us. That's our thing. And so uh, on my way to the, our last signing, I popped into the costume shop, and I like paid like a stupid amount of money for this flash costume, <laughs> and I had to change in the store like there's no change room so it's just me like in my underwear just in, just in the aisle yeah in the aisle uh so i could so i could race to the signing <laughs> cut through all the people uh so i could get there on time and uh and uh make matt's day but it's, it's the best it's like a very shiny but it's like a one piece like the gloves are all part of it oh and the God. mask is all part of it like yeah so there's no is it a zip up the back out. yeah yeah, so the mask goes over, zips yeah. up. It's uh, yeah. yeah, it's very sexy. Very but sexy. why do you have like boudoir photos of it? That is the, <laughs> that is the other question. I was just lounging. That was while we were still in Italy, and there was like a bearskin rug, and I'm just like, it was a long day. I still had the outfit on, so I'm just like, I'm just gonna lounge. Well, once you get it off, there's no way it's going back on. So yeah. like, you got to get all the pictures no. you can. A lot of talcum powder. Um, <laughs> what you know what? for after that? What it what? What did Matt wear? Not just his regular <laughs> hipster <laughs> cool guy outfit. Makes oh, me Lord. makes me sick. Um, <laughs> no, that's, uh, the, but that's cool. I didn't know you uh, pitched for that stuff. I actually found out like it was I didn't really even funny. pitch. I didn't even send an email. I didn't oh, even they send talk an email. To you about it. Yeah, yeah. I I found out like way later about all kinds of stuff like that. Like when I pitched it, I didn't know anything was going on. I just sort of was like, hey, I really want to write this. It was funny. Dan Dan was like. Um, have you heard the story about how I like harassed Dan and giving me the flash no. job? I was late. Basically, I had um, been talking to different people about writing something for DC again, but all I wanted to do was write the flash. I don't write anything else. Yeah. And um, that was like my, that was it. If it wasn't that, I didn't want anything else. And so I had this meeting with Dan. It was supposed to be at 3.30 and I was on an image panel. And I get this text from Dan's assistant and they're like, where are you? And I'm like, the meeting's at 3.30. And they're like, no, it's at 3. And so I had to like run through the Cineo oh Comic Con. So you know, you're like upstairs <laughs> in those panels upstairs. Oh, I had to run all the way through. I was wearing like all black, a big black hoodie, this whole oh. thing. And I had to run all through the convention center. I get into uh, the booth and I was supposed to go to like one of the restaurants or something in the back and talk to Dan. But I think he was annoyed that I was late, but he also was like, uh, we're just, you know, we're just going to go in this little room right here. He was mad about, I found he was like, he was mad about something else later. I found this out, but he was like, of course. let's go. Yeah. So he's like, let's, let's just go in this little room. You know, that they have those little closets yeah. at the booth that you can go in. So we went in this little closet and we go in the corner and he's like, you know, I really want you to do some of these one shots we got coming up, some of these shorts. And I really, I really want you to write wild dog. And I was like, no, Dan. And I started like, going at him and I was like I'm gonna write the flash and this is what I'm gonna do and I didn't realize at the time it took me a minute to realize what was going on was that like 
I'm covered in sweat for one oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm bright red and I'm full on, I'm pumped up. So I'm full on yelling at him in the corner. And uh yeah, I was just chewing him out and I was like, this is what I want to do, and I want to write the flash. And I gave him my whole flash pitch, and he was like, No. Uh, but here are my notes. And I remember being like, calm down for a second. And I turned around and I didn't even realize that Scott Snyder was in the room with us the whole time. <laughs> And he just had this look on his face of like, what the fuck did I just witness? What just happened? Wow. Um, and I remember being like, I feel good about that. I feel good about that. And then three months later, I saw Dan at New York and he was like, I know, I know you want to write the flash. And that's when I pitched it again. And I was like, well, this is what I, I want to do. And he was like, all right, how about this? He's like, I love it. We'll do it as a 12 issue thing. Cause I'm not sure what's going on with the actual book. So we'll do it as a 12 issue thing over here. And then we can see what happens. And I was like, great. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I didn't realize that all that stuff was building up because I hadn't worked at DC in three years at that point. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize they were doing Rebirth or all that stuff. I didn't know that stuff was coming yet. Yeah. I just thought I was pitching for the book. I didn't realize they were um, talking to people. And so then, like, man, I would say like a year and a half later, I would be talking to somebody and they're like, oh yeah, I pitched for the Flash. I'm like, oh, I had no idea. Sorry. And then one time <laughs> I was at a bar uh, and a one creator from across the room was like, fuck that guy i was told i was gonna get that book and they took it from me and i was like i had no idea didn't know about any of this none of this it was yeah. uh yeah i don't know not to name names but I've, I've heard stories of people um who have written uh more than one issue of a series not knowing that somebody else was also writing more than one issue of the series like it was a, it was like a it was a bake-off where neither of them knew it oh shit and they were actually still writing the issues Oh. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. thinking they had it, like yeah, uh, like they're, uh, yeah, issue, they're on issue three of an arc that's never coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had the thing with Star Lord where um, uh, editor contacted me. He's like, "Hey, you know, we want you to we want you to write Star Lord." I'm like, "Oh, I've never considered Star Lord." Like, I was mm-hmm. just doing Howard the Duck at that point, so I'm like, "Oh, okay." Um, uh, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we want you to send us the ideas. Like, here's where it's going to be set up. Like, Bendis is taking over Guardians." Um, so it's Star Lord on Earth. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, Earth Lord, all right. Um, <laughs> and then they're like, just so you know, there's other people pitching on this. I was like, oh, okay, well, good to know. And then like, I kind of let a week go by, and then they contact me, and they're like, hey, you know, yeah, have anything? I'm like, oh no, not really. Like, <laughs> I don't know. other people are pitching, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then another week goes by, and they contact me, and they're like, um, nobody else is pitching. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. If, if people pitched and it didn't work, no. or, there, or there was like a ploy to like That's get a me to up, up my game, yeah, yeah they wanted or, to. Or like, they just told everybody. I mean, the positive version of that is they said, "Oh, Chip is pitching," and everybody was either a like terrified of you, like, no, I'm not. Or they were like in honor. They were like, "Well, no, I can't. I can't do that, Chip." Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, me, me coming hot off the heels off my uh, drawing a dick book and uh, <laughs> writing Howard the Duck. I'm sure people were terrified. <laughs> That, that book was a juggernaut, let me tell you. When Howard the yeah. Duck was coming out, people were like telling me to be scared of that book. I, they legitimately, I'm not even joking, people were like, have you been sleeping on Howard the Duck because it's fucking dope? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and then I did read it, and like, you know, Peter Parker is a punk in that book, and I'm like, fuck this guy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he thinks Peter Parker's an asshole. He's making him cry all the time. What a stupid yeah. book about his ducks. And then, uh, you know. Uh, again, and, Fair. Well, and, and then it turns out I'm the asshole because then it's like, oh, yeah, Eisner, Warren, and Creator, Sip, Chip, 
knows everything about Spider-Man and knows exactly what he's talking about. And like, here's this book. It made you cry. And I'm like, right on. I'm the asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got me. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Howard the Duck. I guess I'll give it another read. Like, <laughs> was, there, was there anything that you want to write? Is there something uh, you're like, oh, man. Because you were saying like Star-Lord, you were like, eh, eh. Is yeah, there stuff at Marvel and DC you. that you're like, oh, that's, that's what I want. Thank you. I want that. No. Uh, it's, it's not even like a... I don't know how to phrase this without sounding like a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, like when they when, when when they when they asked me to write, like so so what happened? Like I did Howard the Duck and I did Star Lord, and then um, the Marvel kept kind of pitching me on on books to take over, and I, I just kept turning them down. Mm-hmm. And part and partly it wasn't even like a oh that's not my thing or whatever. It was um, I was drawing sex criminals. Right. Like it's a full time job. Yeah, like I'm drawing, coloring, lettering it. Like it wasn't coming out quite regularly, but um, but it was still. It was eight hours a day was devoted to that, no matter yeah. what. Mm-hmm. And so I could only really write one or two things. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I kind of had to turn stuff down. But I think what happened is they started to go like, oh, like, well, what's this guy got that he's turning us down? Figure <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then they 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 pitched me Spectacular Spider-Man, and I didn't say yes right away. Mm-hmm. Because I still had to think about it. I had to think like, oh, do I? Is there a story I want to tell? Like, yeah. is this you know, Spider Man's like? Is it worth the time? Because like, you got only so many hours in the day. Like, yeah, like I love Spider Man. Like every picture of me as a child is like has Spider Man in it on some level. Yeah, um, but you still got to think about it and like not let the fan part of you take over, because then you can end up in a situation where you're just writing a thing that you're way and way over your head. Yeah. Um, also, I don't. Um, as a rule, I don't say publicly if there's a character or a series I want to write because it's somebody's job yourself. usually. No, it's you somebody's job. But, and like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. They're like, like, you're coming I, at someone's job. Yeah, yeah there, there, there are stories in this industry, and I'm sure I don't even have to name names. You probably know yeah, the same yeah. stories I have where people will be like telling creators like, oh, yeah, you're on X book. Not X-Men, just X as a <laughs> yeah, <it's> like older. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm coming for that one. Yeah, I'm gonna write it after you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 telling yeah. them my ideas. Like, like actively yeah. going for your job. Like, there's no other industry like that. No. Like, if you're an accountant in an accounting <laughs> firm, and there's like somebody down the hall, like, oh yeah, your job, like assistant accountant. Like, I'm coming for that. I'm coming for that. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm Shit, my they 100 percent are doing that. Yeah. No. See, my... I used to work <laughs> in an accounting office. So let okay. me tell you something. <laughs> maybe maybe every industry is the same like this Cut man through. like i years ago i wanted to do a book about mma and i remember sitting there talking to all these mma fighters and they all the stories they told i was like this is this is complex man all of this my yeah. wife is a yoga instructor in uh, here in portland and the the competition among yoga instructors wow. in portland <laughs> is crazy and it's like there's yeah. times she's explaining something and i'm like oh my god it's all the same no matter where you go yeah. I guess it's all I guess the it's the, the the freelance of it all. Like that's, I think that's what those have in common. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like we don't have jobs. We have, <laughs> well, we, we have gigs that can be taken yeah. away at any moment unless you you luck into having a decent contract. And even then, like yeah. contracts mean nothing. If they want you gone, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the the idea of freelancers being pitted against each other, even like in a, in subtle ways like that, is um, I try to I try to fight that instinct. And then that's not even to say like. I know everyone talks about the projects that they want to do and yeah, for the, for the most part, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Or even publicly sometimes it's fine. But um, for, for me personally, it's just like, ah, uh, like that's fair. 
I don't know. Well, because there's also that being said, I would stab uh, uh, anyone for Batman. <laughs> All right, I'll, See, I'll pass along the message. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'll the tell thing, like, I will warn James. I mean, James is the person oh, yeah. I talk to like yeah. every single day, so I'll give my heads up. This, I've got like, a, never, I've got never be in a dark alley with Chip. Yeah, yeah. Next con when we're or who all knows back. who knows what will yeah. happen in that alley. Two years from now, yeah. when we're all back to normal, you'll be <laughs> you'll be you'll be kind of normal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, I can imagine also like there's that there, there's that subtle concern of like, you know, you say, oh, you know, it'd be really cool to write X character again, not an X man. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, a website says Zdarsky wants such and such, oh, and then yeah. it puts pressure on editors of that book to be like, you know, sales are a little low. Um, we're getting, letting this writer kind of get their fit, footing, and you know, it's like, but Zdarsky wants to write it. I guess I'll just, you know, put them to the kick them to the curve and give them the job. <laughs> like I know he wants yeah. it, so you know. Yeah, yeah, it is a danger. They um, can definitely make you uh, paranoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm I, I do count myself lucky and my lack of ability to care about things <laughs> my, my wife doesn't like it because i don't get excited about things like i don't really have like that oh like... dude i my wife and i have this conversation all the time i don't really? i don't have moments of like yeah i don't get like pumped about stuff i guess yeah in, yeah in that way yeah, yeah we talk about this where it's i'm very measured about a lot of things so i don't know what that comes from maybe it comes from um just managing expectations mitigating disappointment yeah 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 i mean like i've been in therapy for 10 years so i know very much what the root of it is and it's um it's a disappointment a childhood disappointment yeah. some yeah. teenage disappointment uh yeah. getting your hopes up getting let down so you start yeah, yeah. so when, when a good a... thing happens it's, it's always a surprise uh, but also, yeah. I don't go. I don't go too crazy with it. Well, and it can be taken yeah. away. So you're like, ah, like I don't. I'm, I'm like, I'm like feeling shame about being joyful about something. Like, yeah, I, I know that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was talking to. Uh, shut down the room. I'm like, yeah, right. And here's some other personal deep, deep truths. And you guys are like, okay, yeah, we're warm. Show's over. <laughs> no, <laughs> we can get into it. If there's anyone <laughs> writing comics, they have some deep issues. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's all yeah. kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was talking to a, an editor uh, before the podcast where he uh, he called me to tell me a, a problem. He was like, I have a problem to tell you. And I was like, all right, what is it? And he explained the whole thing to me. And I was like, like, he was so apologetic before he even started explaining it. And he was like, we have to, basically came down to, we have to add a caption on page one of this other crossover thing that directs back into another crossover issue. And I was like, that's it? <laughs> right. That's the whole thing? And he was like, well, you know, and I was like, dude, I literally, I'm a, I, I work on worst case scenarios. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. you build it up like that. I'm thinking like, oh, we're not doing the book. Or these things are getting completely moved around. Or there's yeah. something completely crazy. So I was like yeah. sitting there listening. And I was like, that's it? Yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, fine. Yeah. That's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. Like I was working up myself more right. beforehand. Like, you get that text from an editor who's like, ah, oh, can you talk at one? And you're like, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No one, no, across the board, don't do that. Like, with any, in any part of life. Like, can we talk yeah. in in two hours? Just tell me what you need to tell me. Or at least the heads up that it's not right. a big deal. G give me a subject It's not header. a big deal. Yeah. yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. nothing dire, nothing a problem. Just let's, we got to talk about this or this, this yeah. thing. Whatever. Things are cool, yeah. but I need you in an hour. Like, that's I mean, all. There, there, there are writers who would like flip their shit at like a caption having to be inserted or changed. Yes. Um, for sure. Like, I, again, my, I'm lucky that my job before comics was newspapers because you can't be precious about anything. Mm -hmm. 
like the deadlines are so quick and the editors have to like chop it down to fit the space and add things, tweak things like, um, yeah, yeah. It eliminates that, that preciousness. Yeah. Yeah. There are times people come to me and they'll be like, uh, we want to change this line of dialogue. We want to change this little thing or whatever. And you look at it and you're like, yeah, man, whatever. Get it out the door. (laughs) Like just keep, keep the train running. You know? Yeah. Unless I feel really strongly about it. Like, like, there have been there have been moments where like uh, there's a, a change i'm like well that actually derails the story and like we need to we oh for sure yeah if it derails it. like a, a joke or a flow or a context or whatever or it, like can ruin a couple pages worth of information yeah it's like no no no, please uh yeah just leave that that one alone but then you have to like have to explain yourself the whole thing of it that yeah. isn't that big deal i was i yeah and it depends on the project too like i was not fun to work with for the first six issues of daredevil mm-hmm <laughs> why maybe, what's maybe the, what... maybe seven eight because like I, I was i was so specific with everything uh, like like and and everything meant something and you're kind of pushing things a little bit um uh, with with a book like that and so anytime a suggestion would come in from the editor i'd be like no no like, yeah <laughs> i'd, I'd be like, the worst version funny. of myself <laughs> I, would let me ask you this, though. I mean that book is so well received is there a part of you that is like I, I was justified, right. you know, like I told you no, and I was right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. Like I recognize that like, um, I, I think the product is better for the fights that I yeah. had to have yeah. early on. They're not even fights too. Um, the conversations. Sometimes there'd be like frantic uh, phone calls just because something is being sent to press and uh, a change was made that like, that ruins the character's voice or whatever and mm. it wasn't run past me in time because things and not even an editor's fault like things are just kind of crazy yeah um so yeah i i think i'm I'm happy that the final product kind of bears it out but also i feel bad um how uh how obsessive i can get with the, the product like it's to the point where like um there, there's a there's a page in in daredevil that i did the lettering on it because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that really? it reflected what uh, I needed the scene to look like. I, I've, with the permission of colorists, like I've, I've, I've gone in and I've fixed some things before they went to press. Yeah. Um, like I also designed the book. So like um, I, I would have notes on the recap pages. And For a Yeah, yeah. And like if, if, if the, the letter designer had tweaked a thing in a way that didn't mm-hmm. work anymore, um, line returns, things like that. Is the cover cover uh, stuff. I, I designed the logo too, so like they always run by me now. Um, logo placement, and sometimes I'll 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 do it myself and I'll send it in. Like it, it's stupid, and I know it. Like that kind yeah, of that's not stupid <laughs> at all, though. I mean, I do that on mostly crayon stuff. I get a little more into yeah. it, but yeah. I mean, yeah, all the time. Like there's times where you just go in and you're like, you just ask the artist or whoever the part of your like collaborators are, and be like, hey, this is easier for me if I just take this into Photoshop. If yeah. I just like draw on this really quickly on my iPad and send it back to you, it's better than me going back and forth with you. I do that. I don't say I do that all the time. Like I did it yesterday. But you know, <laughs> you sometimes you can, sometimes you can it's just feel it out. To do. Yeah, you can feel it out depending on the artist. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. If you're if you're crossing boundaries, and and I also accept notes from uh, artists on uh, on story stuff too. If they're oh, like, oh, sure. I'm, I'm tripping up on this, or I'm working with an artist right now has been announced on Daredevil um that has a deep knowledge of the stuff that we're doing like the, mm-hmm. the area we're in 
And so yeah. I'll get notes back like, oh, actually, I don't think this would actually happen this way because of this. I'm like, oh, that's a great note. Thank you. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. How dare you? But that's a great note. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's always when you're working with somebody you can tell is putting thought into it. Like they're not just like pumping out the page, get it done. But they're yeah. coming back to you with like thoughtfulness of like, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think with this? And you're like, oh man, this is great. Like with, I work with Howard Porter a lot oh, and yeah. he's really thoughtful with stuff. And him and I just got on the phone. We talk out an issue before I even write it a lot of times. Okay. That's great. Um, just to kind of, well, yeah, Howard's, Howard's awesome. So it's, uh, yeah. you yeah, know, it's just helps. awesome to talk some of that stuff out with him and then you get in there and then you're like all right cool what's what i'm thinking and then you know it's just uh yeah it makes it easier there are pages in flash year one that i did layouts on um like the very first page of flash year one i did a really detailed layout of that one because we were using a 16 panel grid on that yeah. book and we were like really using it so yeah. it was like i had to really get in there and be like no i mean like this and there's a page in speed metal where i did the layout for it because i was like this is just easier to than explaining it right it's like going to illustrator and just make you know this is exactly what i mean here you go but i also say like listen like if you look at this and you go i can do this better please do it better right like, yeah. tell me oh, always yeah 100%. but i definitely do that too i mean i was a i worked um as a graphic designer i worked as an art director before i was doing comics full-time okay so it's still in my brain like i still obsess about that stuff but you know what it is like sometimes like when you're working on the big two stuff you have to kind of let go of it sometimes like you have to yeah. push away and be like they're gonna do their thing that's somebody else's job and Especially with Flash, because Flash was double ship, it was a lot harder to kind of do that at times. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. There's, there's, there's like a certain, like, like I find usually by issue 10 of a thing that I'm starting to let go. Like once mm -hmm, we have mm -hmm. kind of, once the wheels are going, like I can step back from it a little bit. Well, then you also know each other and it's like, it's like with, uh, with Nailbiter. So like Mike Henderson and I, we know each other really, really well, you know? And yeah. so it's like, and we, we've, done whole issues like sitting next to each other on an airplane like a six-hour flight we've been like okay i'm gonna write it while you're drawing it like let's just yeah. do that together now and like figure it out so my shorthand his shorthand like you just know so now when we write scripts for that it's like there are times now where he does message me and be like what do you mean by this and i'm like oh i thought you would know and it's like he's like dude that's like two words man you gotta give me four <laughs> and i'm like all right this is what i meant there you yeah. go and he's like, all right cool you know yeah. but then those that's you know that means sometimes our comics are almost generated via text message at times that's amazing you know, you're just like texting each other and being like no no i meant like this this is what this is what i was talking about it's like all right yeah. cool yeah well, I, I have a bit of that with fraction on sex criminals um like just kind of the back and forth uh, with with the text as he's writing the script because he'll just send me bits that are fun and I'll be like, oh, yeah. well, it'd be nice if this was in there too, and like, kind of go back and forth. And um, he writes it on a on a on an eight grid, so oh, okay. so it all it all like he uh, he knows the layout mm -hmm. of, of the page um, mm -hmm. as he's writing it, which which has helped me a lot. Like kind of be a better storyteller as well. And, and also when I, I have a question for him, he, he immediately knows the answer. Yeah, where it's at and stuff. Yeah. Visually how to, how to fix it, yeah, yeah. When you, I didn't know this, but so you're a big Spider-Man fan? Like a mm. really big Spider-Man fan? Yeah, yeah. Did that get in the way when you were writing Spider-Man? Did you ever feel like, oh, I knew too much? No, there's, um, partly because it was the secondary title. Yeah. So because it's secondary title, the pressure is off a little bit. Mm -hmm. um and uh i also realized on day one like on, on the announcement of it uh i got so many messages from strangers <laughs> telling me how to do the job sure oh dude yep yep that that's what it was like on flash too yeah, yeah. that became yeah. part of my run almost was that idea that like 
everybody yeah. knows who the flash is and exactly who they're supposed to be right yeah and it's like i think about that within the world too because i always think about like the conversations we have in the real world are sometimes the conversations <laughs> the characters would have yeah and like even it, because it's weird like eventually writers start taking on some of the meta text and moving it into the work where mm-hmm. it's like with the flash you know we would see barry as this like martyr character that was this perfect superhero because of what happened. Yeah. And then over time, when you read a lot of the rebirth stuff that Jeff was doing, and even Mark Wade did with Wally, that became part of the story. Like we yeah. would look at Barry and be like, Barry's the greatest superhero of all time. And, you know, we put him on this huge pedestal. Yeah, yeah. And then Barry becomes the Flash again, and no one stops talking about him like that. Even in the world, everybody's just like, that guy yeah. died for us. That yeah, guy's exactly. the best. <laughs> yeah. And so when I got that job, I remember, um, or not when I got it, it got announced that I was doing Flash. And then I think it was like two weeks later, it was Emerald City Comic Con. And it was so weird because like 2015 was a year that I did a lot of conventions and I was always doing really well. I would sit there and I was selling all my image books like all the time. Like I had to yeah. go to the image booth and be like, I need more from you guys. And I'd walk back a stack and sell more copies, right? Yeah. That Emerald City Comic Con, I made less money than I like, ever made at a convention, like ever. And it was because my table was just nonstop people coming to talk about Flash. Yeah. But I hadn't even had an issue. I just announced that I was in the book and the previous round hadn't even ended. Yeah. And they were just like, this is what you got to do. Where's <laughs> my favorite character? What's going on with this? And then just this constant thing of like, this is who the character is. Did you know? And I was like in my <laughs> yeah. head being like, yeah, I love this character. I know this character. like the, I think I know the character like the back of my hand. But yeah, it's yeah. so interesting how everyone wants to come and tell you immediately how to do your, do your job or know the character you're about to write. As if you've, you're, it's funny, right? You're like, oh, man, I'm writing this book. I have no idea who this character is. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, yeah, it, it's a weird thing. Like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Flash, like oh, the characters have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, people imprint on a character depending on when they were reading it. Yeah, when they started reading it. Yeah, it's yeah. always when they started. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I, I noticed that a lot. Like, I could tell you exactly the age of the person that was sending me their suggestions. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, yeah, my my final issue of Spider Man was kind of a bit about that. Like, I wanted a final issue. Well, the run was kind of about it. Like, I kind of I started off with kind of my the fun light Spider Man, and then we just kind of get darker as it kind of went along. Mm-hmm. Um, uh because that was kind of the progression of the character and the way people view the character yeah uh and my final issue was like about that where i wanted to make sure that i showed all these different people talking about spider-man and uh and what their feelings about spider-man were to kind of sum up how readers Dude, view the I, character i know i know it exactly because i subconsciously ripped you off in a flash issue oh, i didn't even realize it i had an issue with the flash where it opened with that where everyone was talking it was like iris was going around interviewing people yeah about yeah. who the flash was yep. yeah. and somebody said they're like oh man you must have liked chip spider-man and i was like oh who? fuck i did <laughs> who <laughs> <laughs> i must have i was like there's no way that's not what that's from like that must be like you know like you basically inceptioned my brain at some point you know you it, got it, my little safe and you left a little picture of you know, it's, a, it's, it's such a it's such a common trope like it's not even it's a device you know, people use it yeah 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 it totally is a device um but it's but it's 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 an easy way to reflect the readers yeah 100%. yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. um yeah. and engender yourself to them i think too because you're like there there is a re- every reader that is reading your book is encapsulated in a panel and they're like right yeah th- this dark haired character is correct like i yeah i just finished a miniseries it was a fantastic four x-men mini 
Yeah, mm-hmm. congratulations. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, I finished the miniseries. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it was. You know, I didn't get fired at issue three. It was, you know, it got wrapped. Well, because you got the big delay. You know, there was like issue. Th- yeah. Issue three, and then it's three months off, and then the last issue, and it was like the momentum yeah. kind of like you know, but it, but it's out. Oh yeah. And people really dug it, you know. But it, it's an it, it was a, kind of an interesting experiment because like the way Hickman's been and his team have been playing with X Men, like are they heroes? Are they villains? Like are they justified? Um, I, I wanted to really work with that, uh, with their interactions with Fantastic Four. And at the end, like I had this kind of, this kind of big reveal of like a, a thing the X-Men uh, do to kind of get back at Reed Richards. And, uh, and it's fascinating. I love watching people online. I don't seek it out, but like, hmm. you know, you can't, you can't avoid it. Um, agreeing with one or the other and being like, right. Oh, I'm so glad you finally showed the X-Men to be villains or oh, I'm so <laughs> glad you finally showed like the X-Men to be heroes or FF villains or heroes. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing. Like did that last issue come out already? It did. Yeah. Last week. Last week. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, I read the first two. I really like those. I, but I think oh, with all the, all the schedule shifting around, it's like, you know, oh, yeah. I do anything. I was talking to a friend this morning because I saw a review of his book and I was like, oh, cool. That means it was a, uh, an independent book. And I'm like, oh, that means that book came out. But he wasn't talking about it. Hmm. Like it said out today. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. But he wasn't talking about it on Twitter or anything. And I was like, I'll retweet him, you know, whatever. So I emailed him this morning and I was like, hey, man, like your book came out today. Why aren't you talking about it? Do you need me? Like what's going on? And he was yeah. like, that book is a console November. I have, it got pushed back. Like, <laughs> this might've been a date that was at some point it was going to come out. So yeah. All, yeah. all the reviews that were embargoed are all happening right now. Oh my God. Amazing. But the book is, a, I was like, dude, that I, sucks. Back, I was like, uh, he didn't know. He had no idea. No. So of course yeah. I was also like the deliverer of these, <laughs> uh, this terrific message to him. And he was like, oh, that's great. All the advertising is right now. And it does not actually exist <laughs> until November. Yeah, that's uh, just terrific. Ugh. That's why I'm like, when are these things out? Like, it's it's uh, yeah. When I'm talking to people about when the books are coming out and stuff, it's so weird. I was just texting one of the editors and I was like asking them about some of the DC books and I was like, are, has anything moved? Like, are any dates moving? And they're like, no, no, everything checks out. I went to we have a Google Doc that we use for keeping track of um, a lot of the Death Metal stuff. As so I went and looked at yeah. that and I was like, all right, cool, this is great. Actually, Chip, you worked on uh, Death Metal too, didn't you? On on the uh, uh, I did like a eight page Harley story. Yeah, the Harley story. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. Oh, yeah, cool. it was you and Kari. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Kari's yeah. amazing. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, that, that story is really funny. It was a good one. Oh, I like the uh, I like Harley. I don't want to spoil it for people. I thought it was cute. It was a fun story. Yeah, I like I like the low pressure uh, toe dipping into the DC stuff. Mm-hmm. I've done a, I've mm-hmm. done a few like kind of eight page things for them. Yeah, for mm-hmm. America, various anthologies. And uh, and yeah, those those are a blast. Like you're just kind of you're in and out, and yeah. Ah, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, I wish I did more of that stuff. I always wish I was doing more like little short stories and stuff. Like every time they do those anthologies, there's a part of me that is like, I'm gonna I want to do one of those. Just could do like a quick little like yeah, you know, like demon story or something. Just something really simple. Just like let me tell like a little eight pager yeah. instead of always doing these big giant things like i'm always working on events at dc yeah i rarely yeah. look you know it's like either i'm doing flash or i'm working on justice League suicide squad or death metal or metal and yeah uh, no justice it's like it's interesting there are other people i see like i've seen with this with james on batman that james started detective when i started flash but then he's done like 
multiple runs on things since then. Like he did Detective, then he did uh, Just Like Dark. Just Like Dark. Yeah. And now he's on Batman. He's been on Batman for a few issues, and I'm like, I'm I'm still I'm still doing Flash. <laughs> I'm still over here. There was a part. This was actually part of why I was like, oh, right now it's time. Was I realized at one moment um, in the spring that four years ago I was writing Flash, Birthright, and Nailbiter. Yeah. I am still writing Flash Birthright and Nailbiter. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, I gotta change things up. It's yeah. You're a victim of your own success. That's true. Yeah, it's a blessing to stand these books. I mean, that, and, that, and that's basically stuff. it. Like, you know, yeah. you've, you've managed to uh, um, create uh, great works that readers um, want more of. And so you give them more of it. And that's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. for indie books, like the enthusiasm still there, like which yeah. is yeah nice. for Birthright Nail Byron. Yeah, I know. I, I do appreciate that. That I'm lucky that I've been able to do these things for as long and tell the stories. Like we did like with Birthright, we get to all kinds of weird stuff in that book because at this point we just know we're going. Like we're going to yeah. go to fifty. Yeah. So it was like you know issue forty one. We had a six page uh, spread that was just like one big shot of battlefield. Yeah. And then issue forty four, every page was a splash, and it was just two people fighting. So each page was a different yeah. like, nice. move in that fight. So. You would never get to do that in most books. Just nope. be like, oh, I'm going to have a whole issue where it's just every page is a splash. It's literally just two dudes fighting each other for 20 pages. So awesome. You just described the death of Superman. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Oh, I looked at I looked at Superman and then Kirkman did it in Invincible. Once yes. Of those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So are you going to do a sex criminals uh, issue that's all splash pages? Yeah, every page is just fucking. Or um, sex criminals. I actually don't know this because I'm, I'm not. Is sex criminals over? Or is it I've got, uh, I'm drawing the final issue right now. Oh man, that's congratulations! Crazy. Is that man. weird? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The 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 issue before um, kind of bounces around in time a bit, so I was kind of drawing characters at the end of their life, which is kind of a weird thing after drawing mm-hmm. them for so long. Um, yeah, I saw that cover. That it's it's issue sixty nine, right? And you have them. Yeah, that's like our it's like our epilogue. Like issue thirty is kind of the final issue, and then issue sixty nine is like um, uh, <laughs> several years in the future. Yeah, they look they look old on oh, the that's cover. Clever. I hope that's not it's not just the the sixty nine thing. It's also like it's like it's thirty nine issues later. Yeah, like, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but but before I start drawing that final issue, I end up drawing. Speaking of the shorts, uh, uh, a ten pager for Detective Comics, ten twenty seven. Oh, and ten twenty seven. Nice. Yeah, I did yeah. Know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fraction wrote a story, and uh, yeah, it, it kind of it came. It came in at an amazing time because they, they pitched us on it kind of pre-pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, uh, I, I was looking at the diamond situation and I was just like, I don't know if I'm getting paid for the last three sex <laughs> criminals. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Because yeah. if they were not paying their bills and image wouldn't be able to pay, you know, this, uh, this yeah. problem. Yeah. And so, so I said to Matt, I'm like, would you, would you mind like bumping that script up in your schedule? <laughs> so, so, you know, for the first few weeks, um, I, I just, I was able to spend time just drawing Batman, which was like a cool dream, but also I didn't have to write as much, sure. which was nice. Cause I, I don't know if you had this, like I found it hard to focus on telling stories in a world that was, uh, Oh yeah. Uh, when I, uh, I, I learned this lesson a long time ago that when I'm uh, worried about money, um that that makes work hard yeah. <laughs> i mean the world you know the world is also making things difficult especially then there was definitely yeah. a time i think in i think each month i've had lost like a week of work yeah. I think, or a week of mental energy at least each month since we've been in quarantine i would say i've lost uh, yeah. enough maybe a week each month 
yeah that sounds about right yeah yeah, yeah I, I was i was grateful to just have a thing to draw that uh you know you're still putting thought into it but um not on the, yeah i mean when dc the same we, type. uh they loaded me up with more work than i knew what to do with i, I think because it was death metal ramped up right before so it was like yeah here's all this stuff we had to write. We had to do all these one shots and all this stuff. And it was like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden we were doing the crossover with justice league. So it was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll do that. Like, yeah. so it was an interesting time of like my brain being, I feel like my brain was in two places at once, Yeah. but having the work to do the yeah, app was like, it was nice. It was also nice to kind of just have those distractions just yeah. to get to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Do you sure. think you would draw more stuff for, marvel or dc are you like that's reserved for my thing here and then special occasions here i i honestly don't know um it was super fun drawing the batman thing mm -hmm. um but it took maybe two or three times longer than a sex criminals page mm -hmm. um just getting used to the style and uh the designs you know like matt threw in like three different batmobiles i'm just like okay well i don't normally <laughs> draw cars. Batmobile so I gotta like I gotta figure out what this looks like did you uh, make your own Batmobiles or were you just like Batman 89 Batman this 66 one? yeah the, the story bounces around in time so uh I kind of kept the vehicles close to the decade the feel of mm -hmm. the decades that's cool um so yeah a little bit of Batman 89 but not fully the movie you know yeah um yeah, yeah it, it was a ton of fun but um yeah, just a lot of work, and uh, I don't know what I'm drawing after Sex Criminals. Uh, my wife um, wants me to not draw. <laughs> she hates my art. No. <laughs> right. Um, just because she knows how much time it takes up. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, I think know, it just has to be the right project. Yeah, writing is so much easier. It's so much easier. Yeah. It is, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Like, besides Pandemic Brain, um well because you know uh, it is you can spend like i can go on a walk and go outside my backyard i spend four hours walking like doing physical stuff away from a computer away from the table and then figure it out and be like oh man i got it like i was working on when i was doing ghosted years ago i finished an issue it was a thursday night and i finished issue eight and i was like all right eight is finished i'm good i'm gonna go to a fast food place and buy some food and i'll come back and i'll like you know, proofread it and send it in the morning. Yeah. And because I was still in that zone, as I was walking, I figured out issue nine, like the whole walk. I was like, oh man, I yeah. got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got, got, got back. And I wrote issue nine that night. Like just literally I'll pump it out. It was like seven o'clock, wrote it all the way to two wow. o'clock in the morning. Just knew it. Turned it in the next day, boom. Like eight had notes and nine had no notes. So I was like, all right, I figured something out. And I have <laughs> yeah. been uh, chasing that dragon for the rest of my life. Of just like <laughs> yeah. that, that. It was the moment. combination yeah, uh, of like walking. Figuring that out. Yeah. Uh, but that goes That's amazing. Like, you guys are stuck at a table for, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours. Like yeah. literally just hunched and, and, and doing it. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. a satisfaction from knowing that um, the drawing takes the same amount of time for the most part like i know i know a page for me takes if i sit down draw without looking at the internet doing anything yeah, yeah, yeah. you know wearing my flash diaper whatever um <laughs> yeah, bring it back around it'll, it'll, it'll take me uh five hours five hours from okay. beginning to end if, if mm -hmm. i've fully concentrated on it a script could take me a day could take mm. me five days like it's so it's Kirkman, so hard to do. 
Yeah. yeah, Kirkman said it was like a, I said this on something, but he was like, a script takes me three days or three weeks. Right. Yeah. And I think about that all the time. That's essentially how it is. Like, there's times you just know it and you feel it, and you're like, I can write this in a day or two. Yeah. You know, uh, do you, do you, and there do you, are times you just pick at it. Do you, do you have the thing too, like you're talking about like doing activities and thinking of stories? Um, I can no longer listen to podcasts because. Um, because that time is reserved for thinking of story. Like if I go for a walk, it used to be I'd put on a podcast, but now if I go for a walk, I'm like, all right, let's think about Howard the Duck or whatever. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I can't, yeah. people talk about that where they're like, they'll go for walks or jogs or whatever and listen to podcasts. And it's like, no, no, I, I'm, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, I, I'm, um, so what I do is a lot of times I'll go for these walks, but when I start figuring stuff out, particularly dialogue or scenes or stories, I'll actually record myself talking to myself nice and when i get home i'll play it back and listen to myself and then i'll type up either the dialogue or type up whatever it is you know and that's sometimes that's how scripts get done is i'm just retyping it out and then i'm kind of editing it because like i'm listening to myself and i'm like oh that's a good line that's a bad line that's a good line i can kind of type them so it adds you know it's like another stage of editing but yeah, yeah. my neighbors think i'm a crazy person sometimes because they'll see me walking and i'll be like not necessarily acting out the scenes but yeah. like a little bit yeah like i had this one it was flash issue 27 i was writing and it was a scene between barry and Bard yelling at each other <laughs> so i have a recording of myself playing both parts and being Bard literally yelling at barry allen and uh my neighbor i remember that one it, it was one of my neighbors down here they were like they, when I came back around, I was like, all right, I did it. They were like, can I, can I ask you a question? Like, what was happening? Like, were you talking to somebody, arguing with somebody? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm writing. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's weird. Sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a process of doing that. But yeah, I can't listen to podcasts. I can't do any like videos, movies. I know some writers, they'll have like, movies or TV shows playing in the background. Oh, that's I'm, crazy. No, I actually started getting like, weird about even playing movie scores because i would realize like i would write with the movie score playing right yeah. and then i would turn the script in and it's weird it's like either editing it or while i was writing the scene i would almost think that scene was more impactful than it was because the music would be like duel the fates from like phantom menace or something and i'm like yeah, oh man, yeah. this is awesome this is conflict oh this is intense yeah and then you know, uh, I've heard this about, this was a thing that a lot of uh, screenwriters uh, dealt with when they were coming over to comics, was that they had gotten used to actors acting out their dialogue. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't realize they have to, you have to like do the extra bit of work on the comic side. Yeah. Because other as an actor and a director and all those people, they, they take those lines and they add so much to it. Yeah. That stuff is empty from the comic. So you have to have to go back in and like add that acting or that emphasis to, to make it have more impactful i guess yeah yeah i mean a couple of times even if you're dealing with an artist where you don't know if they're going to get the facial expressions right sometimes i'll send photos of my face yeah doing the thing yeah yeah do you know uh do you know amadeo at, at, at black label at dc comics uh no i don't think so uh he works on black label stuff but i have a picture of him punching himself in the face <laughs> <laughs> because he was trying to explain to, to an artist how to to make a particular angle work yeah with like you know what i mean like you really want to get it right and mm -hmm. so yeah so now i just have that on file to my That's amadeo great. folder yeah and then i just send that <laughs> i just send that to artists like i mean like this yeah. right 
this is what I want. That's funny. I, I don't I don't have the uh, dictation thing, but like I, I do have like the speech to text. See, like I that's how I usually handle it. But that's the thing. So I sound even crazier because I'm walking down the street. And I'm going, Bruce Wayne punches Clark Kent. Like, yeah, like you're, you're <laughs> every syllable just sounds ludicrous. Right. Yeah. And then it, yeah, it, I, it types to something different and then I get angry and then I do it again. <laughs> yeah. 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 I tried that. There, it was a program and I was like, I was like, I struck gold. I'm going to use this from now on. It'll like, cause I don't have to type it back up. I can just do it and then I can like transcribe it, look at it and be like, yeah. all right, cool. This is all used. That did not work at all. That mm-hmm. was no, I remember getting the first one and being like, oh, this is, this is unusable. This is, yeah. All the words are wrong. Because I mumble and I talk too fast. So you take both those combined yeah. along with this and it's like, yeah, yeah. But what's funny, like sometimes I'll listen to myself and because um, I'll go for these walks. Like especially right now, <laughs> especially right now, I'll go for a walk to the school and back. And then like maybe like two days later, I'll listen to it because I like just have, don't have time. So I'll listen to it. And then not only... Um, do I hear myself talking? I hear myself talking to myself about other things that are going on in the neighborhood that I forgot about. So there's <laughs> yeah. times where I'm like, oh, God damn it, why aren't you wearing your mask? Like that's <laughs> in the middle of me doing some kind of thing. It'll be with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's times where all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, what's this person doing? Like, you know, I'll just have kind of yeah. these weird, like non sequiturs pop in the middle of me talking about what's happening in the Justice yeah. League or happening in Flash. And I'll just be like, yeah yeah it makes me laugh when i'm sitting there I'm like what was that about why was that <laughs> yeah. or it'll be like remember to tell your wife this and i but i should have listened to that like two days earlier <laughs> yeah yeah like, oh, i completely <laughs> forgot about that well that's yeah. god these are ludicrous jobs <laughs> oh i know i had a i had a moment um when i first started working on the justice league crossover where i typed nightwing and detective chimp are riding a robot horse through Slaughter Swamp. And I'm just staring at that sentence and being like, what? Yeah. yeah. Like, this is what I did just now. This is what my, people are paying me money to write about Batman's sidekick and a, and a chimp riding a robot horse. Yeah, I can't talk to my wife about any of it. She, just starts, <laughs> she starts laughing or just being like, well, that's ludicrous. Like, yeah. Like, she's got a real that, job, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah enough time my, uh, my wife always jokes with me about how like no i don't talk about my job and she's like i have no idea what you're talking about i also talk about things that are happening on comics or who i talked to that day yeah and my wife thinks i have a million friends named james and a million friends <laughs> named steve and i'm like there's like one james i talked to and like yeah. maybe three steves maybe yeah. yeah yeah but she thinks they're all like she basically thinks everyone works in comics names are just uh james right <laughs> it's assumed that's what happens yeah. Yeah, for my wife, it's Nick, because it's mm-hmm. Nick Spencer and Nick Lowe, and yeah. she's always getting them confused. I'm like, oh, in the spider office. I'm like, well, that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. That's also yeah, a ludicrous yeah. phrase. Yeah, in the spider office? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah that that sounds like an office you avoid. That doesn't sound like a place to, of business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now you're just visualizing what a spider office is like. It's right, like so what did we, yeah. we solve today? What did we um, fix today? Yeah, well, I think you you taught each other great methods of how to uh, dictate your scripts, um, which I think is really <laughs> valuable. Um, I, th- I, think we re- I think we've realized that uh, the DC Marvel crossovers should probably be Daredevil, Flash. I'm not yeah, sure. it's Daredevil and Flash, but then we get Ninja Turtles in there. I had this whole thing in my head. I was well, like, the Ninja Turtles have to get involved somehow. Somehow. Well, because we can, the well, Ninja Turtles and Daredevil... Is- 
yeah, if there yeah. if like something happens where he gets hit when he was a kid, yeah, I don't know. There's gotta be something there. There's something there. you know oh, this yeah. is summits. Summits we sit there and you, you either A come fully prepared with a whole presentation right. or you're like, I have this thing. <laughs> Go to the room. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's when you've probably done too many of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, the first one you go with like your typewritten notes and your oh yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Actually, my one. favorite uh, part of the job, though, I love being in the room and, and about comic book junk and just bouncing ideas around and yeah. you know going to the whiteboard. Even though I refuse to write anything on the whiteboard, really, I always have like somebody else do it because I can't do it. Yeah, we never use the whiteboard really. I think I think once we oh. used the whiteboard at the retreats that I went to. It was just like keeping track of like infinity stones or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got to visualize oh, it. No, we we will use the the whiteboard like crazy people. I have so many pictures of whiteboards in my phone dating back to my like going back to DC and it's funny cuz there's times where I'll look at them and there was this, there was one I saw recently it was a picture of Tom King and he was making like a funny face. And we were at this summit in New York, and um, I was like, oh, it's a funny picture of Tom. I should post this online. <laughs> and then I realized the whiteboard behind him revealed so much stuff, like not even revealed all these future things, but all these things that didn't happen to that timeline yeah. behind him. So it was all this stuff that didn't happen. It also had like crater's names on it that I'm not sure if they worked on stuff or not. So I was like, oh, no. Also, also some... Fast. Some of his previous CIA knowledge was up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. a couple of really, yeah. There's a knock list up there. <laughs> the knock list, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. There's, there's not a lot of writing down, but maybe I haven't been there for like, kind of the big, um, like company the wide kind of crossover mm -hmm. events. Like I wasn't there for Secret Wars or Civil War one or yeah. two. So yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to stuff up, but yeah, yeah Flash. Uh, and what do you do again? A oh, Daredevil, their uh, crossover. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, police scientist, lawyer. That's what I was thinking too. He's a lawyer, police scientist. So it's like maybe maybe Barry, like maybe Barry messes up on a case, and then he needs someone to defend him, and that's where Matt Murdock comes into play. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> did, we did it. Sold. Did it. Well, you did. And then it becomes a whole uh, legal drama. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Like their superhero stories is. Two men standing in suits talking yeah. for like 20 pages. Yeah. People always pitch like Daredevil Batman, but that just feels like obvious. Naturally. Yeah. yeah. Like I kind of like the ones where it'd just be like conflict, like Captain America and Lobo. Right. Yeah. Or, I like oh, uh, I was just thinking like I would love to do like Winter Soldier and all the Robins. <laughs> but that's cool though. Like that, that is, he is a like, Robin. Sidekicks. Like, yeah. Sidekicks meeting. They have. They can have conversations about domino masks. Yeah, right? yeah. He's like better and what kind of glue they use. Well, and how messed up it is. They were both child soldiers. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah but that's. But you're right. Like everyone wants to do like whatever is the biggest thing. When I was a kid, uh, they did a. Um, I think it was Wizard. I might be wrong, but they did a amalgam contest where you could like draw your own character. Yes. In, right. And yeah. so I was always trying to figure out like the weirdest combinations. And so I figured out a combination I did and I drew this picture of and sent it for this contest um, was, it was called Green Nova. It was Green Nova and it was Oliver Queen landed on the island, on Star Island. And then the Nova, he found the Nova helmet or something and then became Green Nova. That was my whole pitch. I drew a cover and everything. And I never oh, yeah. went back. 
don't think there was ever was a winner to that contest, or nobody just told me because they felt back and I didn't win. But <laughs> maybe they know. realized it was like illegal or something. Very possible. <laughs> it's so funny. Copyrighted character combinations. They don't. Yeah, they didn't seem to might care be a bad back idea. then. Yeah, <laughs> it might not work out. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I was thinking about Amalgam recently. There was like, there were some cool combinations in there and things that were a little different. And then obviously the ones that were really obvious. But yeah, yeah, if you have crossover stuff, I'm not even sure what I would want to crossover with. There's characters from Marvel I'd want to steal. I wish that DC could steal Doctor Doom and Green Goblin. Oh, I feel like those are and just trade universes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, bring them over. There was some rumor, right, that they were going to do that after. Yeah. I talked with uh, Ron Mars a couple of months ago and he mentioned, because he wrote one of the DC Marvel, he was he yeah. was the DC guy for the DC versus Marvel book. They were going to trade yeah. characters. They right? were going to trade gonna characters. Trade. Vision was, and uh, She-Hulk, I think. Who was it? It was She-Hulk and I think Vision. Was it Vision? I think really? it was Vision. It was characters where it's like, well, who gives a shit? <laughs> it was, I know it was She-Hulk. I know it was She-Hulk, but who was the character on the DC side? Oh, that's right, the DC like, character. I think it was like, maybe I, maybe I was thinking of Red Tornado. Batman. But yeah, Batman. I'd love what to see. We saw what that. What year was that? Uh, nineteen ninety. I thought it was four. Yeah, six. Yeah. It's six. I You're right. Know. It was ninety six. Yeah. See, it would never happen now because now these companies have realized that literally every character can gross a hundred million dollars if they wanted yeah. to. Yeah, they would yeah. never do a licensing trade. Oh man, could you imagine? Yeah, I don't know who the DC character was. That is gonna bug me. Right. Like if it ten, fifteen years ago, like it was something that they were like, ah, we could, we could do without that yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah right yeah they were characters that they wouldn't have missed yeah yeah, yeah I, so yeah dr doom and green goblin steal him what yeah. were you gonna say too i was just gonna say like who would uh like like 10 15 years ago if somebody said oh yeah dc can have rocket raccoon like right yeah, yeah sure like doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't matter to us but like also, oh yeah oh i know could you imagine movie, like it's insane yeah, yeah my daughter knows who rocket raccoon is you know like she yeah she's funny she likes guardians of the galaxy and she's never seen the movie she just knows who they are yeah. and so she's always like someday i'll be old enough to watch that oh. movie. she's really funny about it because she's only four <laughs> and right now she's obsessed with spider-man like spider-man every day wants to talk about spider-man she wants to just you know it's getting me like back in that zone because i've always liked spider-man when i was a kid but i haven't yeah. thought about it as much um other than like the movies and i, I still read the books but yeah. I was when I was a kid I was obsessed with it and so now she's obsessed with it my wife was like I can't believe she's obsessed with Spider-Man <laughs> but, um, she has like a Spider-Man costume that she wears this morning we had to like get it away from her so we could clean it um, yeah, I was literally yeah. like look at this thing it is filthy look at it look at the mask you can see the dirt on the face yeah. of the mask Spider-Man so wouldn't let his mask be dirty what's that? Spider-Man wouldn't let his mask be dirty that's what you gotta tell her yeah that's not totally true. I always like don't he smells right? It's not like an ongoing joke. that Spider-Man she, smells. She doesn't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> but she hasn't seen Spider Verse yet. But she knows who everybody is. Like she loves Spider Ham. Like uh-huh, she yeah. she has a Spider Man Lego um, that she's like just carrying around with her sometimes. So she just really likes all the Spider Man like mythology. She's been I, I bought her a bunch of those like IDW books. She has a little chair over here that she can sit in my office and read. And oh, so she amazing. has all these like the IW Spider-Man books and stuff. Yeah. She yeah. is super obsessed with it. And then what's really funny is when she calls Spider-Man 2099. She calls him Spider-Man PG-13. Because, <laughs> uh, because my wife, one day I, we were in the living room and we had already watched all the most recent Spider-Man cartoon. Then 
um, I was like, well, which of the movies could she watch? Like, yeah. can she watch any of them? Can she watch two of McGuire ones? Uh, can she watch any of the movies? My wife was like, if any Spider-Man movie is PG, then she can watch it. And my daughter was in the room when this was happening. And so she was going through all the movies and she was like, PG-13, PG-13, PG-13. Then I was like, all right, we'll watch the older cartoon because they have like a Spider-Verse episodes or whatever. The one that was from 2012, 2017. Okay. We watched that one. And Spider-Man 29 was in that at the beginning. And ever since then, she just calls him Spider-Man PG-13. It's just oh. the funniest. And she like, she has the Lego for him. So she'll be like, I like Spider-Man PG-13. <laughs> uh, wow, yeah. We haven't watched Spider-Verse yet because I don't think... Um, I don't think she can handle Peter dying at the beginning. Yeah. Like if she's she obsessed gets, with Peter, like she is and she gets watching him really, die might be kind of dramatic. Well, even when she watches the cartoon, it's really funny to see a four year old, because uh, the new one, the villains were like the Jekyll and were uh, the vulture a lot. Yeah. The villains of the new one. Like they were like the big bads of the seasons. And to have a four year old screaming at the TV, like, Go away, Jekyll, go away and like yelling at the Jekyll and uh so with that, she gets worked up sometimes, and we were like, okay, uh, there's no way she watched Spider-Verse yet until, because I don't know about you guys, like, I remember watching Transformers in the theater when I was a kid, and, like, Optimus Prime dying, like, messed up my head. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, like, sitting there watching it, and I, I imagine that the day she watches that, that's, like, that's gonna be her Optimus Prime, is right. watching your die at the beginning, even though, like, even though she understands, she'll understand, she's not gonna... I, I'm curious if when the other Peter Parker shows up, if she's going to be help. like, that's a different Peter Parker, so no, he did die. Right. Or is she going to be like, cool. Could we were, gotta, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, you just got to sit her down and explain the multiverse theory and be like, listen, like death is meaningless. There's a replacement for everyone. When mommy and daddy die, there's a mommy and daddy someplace else. Oh, yeah. You don't even exist. Well, there's a thousand of you. You've died a thousand times. I mean, she's watched, uh, she's watched Rick and Morty, so she understands the multiverse. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, she has not watched Rick and Morty. So I would murder me. However, I have, Rick, I have Rick's um, like portal gun in my office. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes she'll run and grab it and run around the house. And, yeah. She's a... Uh, She's very funny. She knows a bunch of like nerdy stuff that I'm always surprised by what she knows and doesn't like yeah. know. You know, she knows some of the superheroes and stuff. I feel like between you and me, we know enough people who probably uh, are associated with or are working on the uh, the Spider Verse movies that we could convince them to do just like a uh, like a one second bit that they can insert where it's like a dead Peter Parker just like winking at the camera or whatever. <laughs> yes, or just just something like just some for the parents. Like, some sort yeah. of nose. It's just like, ah, he's fine. Right. He's alright. Yeah. I just Did insert that see... in. This is the this is the version that your kids can watch. And that you watch. Well, yeah, do you guys yeah. do you guys hear the story about like how uh, they were telling parents when Infinity War happened? Uh, uh-huh. They were telling parents like, this is the time when when Thor hits Thanos with the axe, and says, "You die for that." Pick up your kids and take them out of the theater, and they'll be like, "Oh, Thor beat Thanos. The movie's over." And like that's oh, the time that. to leave. Because like otherwise your kids are gonna lose their shit. And I mean, but most kids will be like, "What the hell? Movie's not over." I can tell. Like you're taking me. True, and yet I unless heard, they're like, like that little. Like, okay, time to go. Right. Yeah. You know. Uh, I, did you ever see that video where that dad? Uh, he didn't do it to his kids. He did it to his his grandparents. <laughs> but uh, he took Toy Story three. Yes. <laughs> when they're going down the assembly line thing and he edited it so like as they're about to go he fades to black 
credits. And then credits are rolling. <laughs> and he oh. recorded it. He recorded like his grandma or something sitting there watching it and being like, what the, what? Like, yeah. What have they oh. done? That's, that is, you're watching, oh, your that's kids amazing. Are watching this? Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that later and it blew my mind. Yeah. The, uh, the, the end of, I always forget which Avengers movie is the one with the uh, the cliffhanger is Infinity. It's Infinity That's War. Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, it's Infinity War. Yeah, so Endgame is easy to remember because it's the end. Because it's the end. It's the end, of course. <laughs> um, I I had this thing where, um, uh, Leah Thompson, the actress from Howard the Duck. Uh, yes, from Howard the Duck, not Pack, not Back to the Future. Howard the Duck. She was in that too. <laughs> Are you fucking with me? Yeah, that's a great movie. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm sorry because we we put her in Howard the Duck the comic, and, yes, uh, that's right. and so uh, uh, she had to sign likeness rights and stuff. And Joe gave her a piece of art, and they had a really nice time. Uh, but uh, but she ended up contacting me uh, later on, and and being like, "Hey, it's uh, Leah Thompson." I'm like, "Oh, that's weird." Yeah. Um, and she's like, "Well, I." I I'm a director now. She directs a lot of sitcom stuff. She's like, I think now's the time to bring back Howard the Duck as a Marvel movie, uh, and, and proper within you know this this uh, MCU. I'm like, oh, yeah, obviously, sure, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I worked with her on like coming up with a, a story treatment for it. And even uh, Joe Canonis even helped by penciling, you know, key scenes from the pitch, and I painted them up and. Um, but it was around that time that Infinity War came out. I remember getting this email from her with like her like agent's email uh, in it being like, I just saw the movie. Half the characters are dead now. They're dead. Everything's changed. Like our pitch doesn't work anymore. They're all dead. And she's like, she's sending me this like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do? Like, you want to use this character, that character, and they're dead now. I'm like, they're coming back. They're coming coming back. back. Like, so it's not even kids. Like they're adults. Adults. They're just like, what they killed oh, Spider Man? Yeah. Like when we watched that here, uh, we watched it on like when it came out on like video demand or whatever. I'd already seen it in the theater, but then I saw it. My wife watched it, and the moment that movie ended, she literally stood up in her living room and she goes, "Fuck this movie," and walked out of the room. <laughs> and she had to go upstairs for something, and she was like, "No, fuck this movie, fuck this movie." And I was like, "Honey, listen, they're all gonna come back." And she's like, "They killed." all of my favorite characters every yeah. character like, she's like i don't care about the survivors they killed all of my favorite characters and i was like they're gonna come back and then she came back and she's like listen i know they're gonna come back but i promise you whatever their plan is is bullshit it's bullshit <laughs> there's no way whatever they do is gonna make sense and then she was like and i was like well, listen like she's like how are they gonna beat things how are they gonna be and i was like well I don't know for sure what's happening, but I imagine like Captain Marvel's gonna come down and beat him up. And she was like, "Bullshit, bullshit! I don't care about that bullshit." And then us uh, so we, when we watched Endgame, I was so nervous. Yeah, of, like it better be good. She gonna be mad? The fact that she even watched it was like remarkable. And then she watched it and she was like, "Okay, I will accept that." However, I have no idea why he's dancing with that woman at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Right. Yeah. So uh, no, it's a payoff for twenty plus films. Yeah. yeah. Only if you've seen every movie. And she never saw Civil War. I think we only watched like oh. a little bit of Civil War just because we were about to watch Black Panther, and she was like, "All right, I want to know the gist so I can watch Black Panther." Right. Yeah. I want to know that much of it. 
uh yeah black panther you're like uh you're good just go see oh it. yeah once you watch like, black panther you're like oh this guy, this is yeah you're fine that opening yeah. scene of black panther is so good yeah i remember when i was when i saw that for the first time i was like oh this is this is different like this yeah. is this is a good opening of a movie to like bring you into this world yeah yeah, yeah. it stands on its own yeah the experience in the theater is second to none like for Black Panther specifically, just based on the diversity of audience and the and the reaction, I was like, right on! Like this is nice. I'm I'm part of something special here. Cool. <laughs> yeah. When I saw uh, when I saw Endgame, um, I had like a couple moments of like emotional stuff in the movie. I was surprised by like I didn't ex- anticipate like the things that were gonna get me. There was like little stuff where I would be like, you know, I could feel it, like the either the, the goosebumps or the like yeah. the one throat. tear, you know. Yeah uh when when cap gave uh falcon the shield at the ending that got me like really good i did not anticipate that i was like it it got me i knew that was gonna happen though too like you could see it going into it like that's gonna be a thing yep yeah but when i saw in the theater i legit had like i could feel it in my chest i was like oh my god like it really got me and then um but when i saw the movie uh bendis and matt were actually sitting right in front of me Okay. Because there was also a part of me that was like looking at them occasionally to be like, are they having any emotional reactions watching this at all? Like, what are their feelings on this? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, even even if they like laughed at something, I was like, what was that about? Yeah. Like if they if they only laughed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like there's that scene where uh, Captain America is in the elevator and he leans over and he's like, "Hell Hydra," and I remember being I, I started laughing my ass off in the theater, and yeah. I imagine there were some people that were like, "What?" Like why is that was like that was a really funny moment. Like I I have never asked Nick this, but I do want to. I need to ask him. I guess I ask him. But like when he was in the theater, did he have a moment of like haha, or was it the opposite? You know, like what? (laughs) Yeah, was his emotional reaction that was it? Like oh, even here, you know, or was he, (laughs) or or was he like or the the third or the third one was where the fuck's my check? Yeah. Do I at least get a special thanks credit in here? Come on. Yeah. He's like, I had uh, to pay for my tickets. So the, so they're they're obviously I, I had the same thing with Endgame. A lot of like cool moments that like hit me harder than I thought. Um, but there's one point where I just started laughing. Um, I was with my brother, and it was it was like you know the big fight scene at the end, and it was like Spider Man on a winged horse with the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. I was just like this is the most ludicrous fucking thing. <laughs> like, there's no way I could ever predict in a million years at one point I'd be seeing a live-action movie where Spider-Man's on a winged horse with the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, yeah. I just never, was laughing never. my ass off. Just yeah. It was like a joyful thing. Right. It's like, man, I can't believe they pulled that off. That kind of yeah. goes back to what Josh was talking about, where it's like telling a story and, and you're, it's just the joy and the, the fun of being in this job, where it's like, I just wrote a story about like how a chimp man and like <laughs> Batman's sidekick are riding a mechanical horse through a swamp of sadness. And I'm seeing yeah. a movie like Hollywood's finally kind of catching up with the fun of like, you know, you can do anything, right? Like, you know, anything can happen. Well, I, I remember like, the, the, uh, the years leading up to Spider-Verse coming out yeah like I, I was getting details from people uh in comics and film that were like associated with it cool and uh every every time they would tell me something about it i'd just be like no way fucking idiots <laughs> what are they doing like there's no way that's gonna work they're making this animated movie that they think is gonna like not go straight to dvd right during like yeah. spider ham and 
Spider Gwen and Miles and like all these other random Spider Man characters. Yeah. Like, the yeah. idea of a multiverse. Like and to explain that to a and to, to, to do it in an hour and a half, two hours, yeah, and have it like have emotional resonance. I was just like, oh man, this is gonna be just the worst. And yeah. then the trailer came out, I'm like, oh wait a second, and then I started to hear the feedback as it, as the cuts just kept getting better and better. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, like I can't believe they're gonna they're gonna pull this off. And like seeing that in the theater, I was like. I think it was like the first one of those movies that my wife actually enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah really. I really like that one a lot. Yeah. It's uh, I think that when you go back and you look at like the first X-Men movie where it seems like there was a hint of like being embarrassed by like just doing it. Like yeah. I have this thing where I'm like, if this thing has worked and people liked this particular part of it for this amount of time and it attracted this audience, why would you change those bits and pieces of it? Right. Because like you watch the first X-Men movie and it's like clearly they're influenced by like the Matrix. You know, there's certain yeah. things that kind of made certain things happen. And even Blade, right? Like Blade, the thing is when you watch that first Blade movie, that's Blade. Yeah. Like he, he looks like that. So yeah. it made sense when they're like, all right, so they'll just put everybody in black leather. Right. But, but we so were... then you watch Iron Man and Iron Man is like, that's Iron Man. That's right. a suit. Yeah. That's, a, that's an Iron Man suit. It was, it was, it was, it was the perfect first kind of marvel movie because like yeah. you could you could buy it right like yeah like you know it wasn't like thor colors or anything like that like it wasn't like full-on yeah. kind of marvel stuff like it's still it's a guy in a fucking and it's red and gold military thing and it's red and gold but it says you know it's a little muted it's not like yeah. crazy yeah the the x-men thing like um they shot it here in toronto and uh i don't think i've ever been more excited uh for a for a movie and yeah. uh, a buddy of mine auditioned for Wolverine. No oh, shit. And uh, he was like, he was like the bartender in the bar that I would go to. And he's like, yeah, you're a comics guy. Like, uh, what do you know about Wolverine? I'm like, oh, pardon me, sir. Pardon me? <laughs> and he had like script pages, and it was like a danger room scene that wasn't in the final movie of, of cool. like of like uh, Logan, Scott, and Gene. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I'm ever seeing. Like, just having having that script page yeah, uh, just blew my mind. Like the fact that they were going to just go all in and do it. Uh, obviously they didn't do like danger room stuff in that one, but uh, yeah. I, I ended up being an extra in it. Really? Um, I was cut uh, because I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I was an extra in the opening scene. Uh, myself and a buddy were just like, well, we got to do this. Like it's an open call. Like, um, and, and so we went down there and uh, it was for the, the opening uh like concentration camp scene yeah mm-hmm. and uh my buddy was uh a little too aryan for it oh, right so, so he didn't he didn't make it and he was too uh tiny to be like a soldier so they sent him home mm-hmm. and and i got the the gig and uh but it was really lonely going to do that by myself yeah even though it was like a, such a cool thing and uh uh i remember they they paired us off. It was like, I didn't know they were going to be hitting us with all this rain until they gave me like a plastic costume to put on underneath my clothes. So uh, you're wearing like this plastic suit and you're just sweat. It's just trapped in the plastic suit. And then you have your like 1940s clothes or whatever on over top. Yeah. And, uh, and they, they would pair us up with like parents, right. loved ones. So I got paired up with this one woman and she was like, all right this is our big break. <laughs> like what? And she's oh, like, no. 
He's like, if you get a speaking line, if you uh, and they keep it, like you get bumped up, you're not just an extra anymore. Uh, here's our backstory. You're my son Anya, <laughs> and I'm your mother, or whatever. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's how this goes. Yeah. And then you know they they yell action and they just hit us with this rain and we're just walking through all this mud and there's German shepherds barking and it's actually kind of scary. Like it's a horrible scene. I'm just yeah. like, oh. I'm like, where's my friend? And we get up we get up to the front and. Um, you know, it's a scene where like everyone's being parted from each other, so Magneto can eventually have that happen to him. Mm-hmm. So they, the the German soldiers, grab me and they go to pull me away from my mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, this woman just starts screaming. She goes, "No, my Anya! No, my Anya!" She's like pulling my my jacket sleeve, and I kind of want to get away from her, but I can't <laughs> like, it. like uh, and I could hear it rip. Oh, I was like, ah, uh, and uh, we hear uh, Brian Singer yell, "Cut!" Um, very loudly and uh, I don't think he came down to see us but uh, it was like the AD came down and they stopped the rain they gathered all of us extras around and he was like what the fuck was that to this woman <laughs> she's like oh you know I was just getting in character and she's like he's like why would you be speaking English oh, like we're oh, like yeah. like what are you doing and I was like oh this is just horrible and so we kept having to do the takes over and over again just getting hit with rain all day and uh, it was a two-day shoot. I just didn't go back for the second day. <laughs> so they were like, oh, man. Uh, when I was uh, in college in Long Beach, um, one of the ways to make easy money was to go either be, uh, you could be a production assistant where you're like a gopher for a day. Okay. You're like, yeah. all right, cool. I'm just going to run around and grab you guys coffee for a day. And if those jobs weren't available, the next best thing was to be an extra in something. Oh, yeah. Right? And so the and those things they just give you like a hundred bucks. There's times where at the end of the day and they're like, here's literally a hundred dollar bill, and you're like, all right, cool, thank you. Sweet. Go <laughs> do whatever, right? So there's like a ton of stuff from like the year two thousand that <laughs> I was in, and yeah, it was always these really weird experiences. And people would talk like, you know, like me and my buddy would do it, and it was we would just sit there and you're like, use bullshit, and they tell you what to do, and you go, you know, you do whatever. Uh, but there would always be people that who took it so serious. Oh my God. Yeah. So serious. There was, I, I was working on the 70s show and there was this guy who was just like, I mean, he was like Jack Black and high fidelity type attitude. But also just like, I'm going to make it. Right. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, this persona, this whole thing of like, I'm going to make it. And he would make these speeches about like in the middle of like, when they would have everybody go to like a little room, um, just chill out you'd make these big speeches but a lot of times they would keep everybody in the stands when they were gearing it up to they would prep everything throughout the week and then they would film on friday but all week long they're they're rehearsing they're prepping and so you're there all week and this is a great gig for when i was in college because i was also uh trying to like learn how to write comics so i would just sit there and write you know and then it's like oh go hit your mark it's like all right cool i'll stand here for an hour yeah um i remember when they they had to film something on a thursday it was for like a flashback sequence during the 70s show which they were going to film it the day before and this dude fell asleep in the stands and his snoring was so loud (laughs) they kept having to stop filming to basically go be like what is that so crazy and that guy was funny man yeah he he would give these big speeches and stuff but yeah those experiences of just like that was like maybe three months of my life it was just a moment in time yeah, right. where i would go and i would do stuff my and there'll be times where my wife and i'll watch a movie and i'll forget like i'm actually in a scene and i'll be like, sitting awesome. there and then i'll be like oh pause it real quick see that right there that's me, that's me when i'm like 19 years old that's i was awesome. like oh i need 100 bucks oh wow 
you watched so, like uh, the first episode of Six Feet Under. Um, you see me in there. There's a couple different things, but yeah, there was a time where it was like, because I, I, I actually preferred doing the production assistant stuff where, yeah, you're just a gopher. Yeah. That was kind of fun. It felt yeah. like you were kind of talking to people. And there was a couple moments where I'm like, oh, this is how movies and TV shows are made. I could do this. Uh, I like this part. But yeah, those days where you would get a call, they're like, listen, if you 100 bucks, go be in this music video. And you're like, all right, cool. It's, I'll go be in a music video for 100 bucks. Right. So do that. And, yeah. Yeah. And they'll yeah. give you a $100 bill. It's yeah, like, it was a weird it's like experience. A gold, it's like a gold mine when you're young. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, when you're, yeah. I was 19 years old, right? I was like yeah. maybe, maybe 19, maybe 20. Yeah. And yeah. You get these calls and they're like, "Hey, you want to do this?" You'd like check your messages and they'd be like, "Hey, if you want to on Saturday, you can come and do this thing, and they'll give you hundred dollars, hundred bucks, whatever." But that was part of when you were saying that about like the 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 deal of like if you try to get a line in the movie they'll give you more money, this whole big thing. And I yeah. witnessed that so many times and I was always, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing yeah. to watch. Yeah. But I did have uh, a production person yell at me once because really? I was that person. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> so we were on, uh, it was on that show VIP, that like Pam Anderson show. Oh yeah. And mm. I had driven out to the set. It was out by um, Magic Mountain. It was a long drive on a hot day. I remember I got out there and I was like, this show is stupid. I don't want to do this. But 100 bucks, 100 bucks. Yep. So I go in there and it was supposed to be like uh, some kind of like action sequence thing was supposed to happen. Like somebody robs a bank in the middle of a mall and everyone was supposed to run away from the robbers. And they were like, it's supposed to be pandemonium crazy. So when you're running, we want you to really run frantic and really run like you're scared. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. And the first shot they had us do it, and I was just like, yeah, you're running. And they're like, no, we need more. We need more. And then they were running. And finally, I just, I didn't realize like where I was running, but I ran and I ran like, like a, a chimpanzee, basically. Like I ran, like imagine like King Louie in Jungle Book where he's just like, you know, and the, and the legs and everything. And I ran like this, the whole thing. And I remember I did the run and somebody saw me and they were laughing. Like another person was laughing. And I was like, ah, funny, whatever, right? And that was one of the times I heard cut and the person came over and was like, what? What was that? What? They were, and they were mad. They were like, you just ruined a shot. Like, like, what if that was the shot? What if that was the one that worked? Yeah, like, yeah. You ran through it looking like that. And I was like, <laughs> and, and, and when I'm in trouble, I start laughing. Just, right. I, I can't help it. So yeah. I'm just like laughing the whole time where they're just like, what is, I don't know. Well, you told me to run. <laughs> That's how I run. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, but I did not get ever invited back to the IPI. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but yeah, it's a little, it's a little like micro moment of my life of just being like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll do that. And then what happened was my buddy got he didn't want to do it anymore, and then I was like, well, I'm not gonna no, do it unless no. you know, because you said it's like when you go by yourself, it's like a whole weird, oh, it's horrible, you know, yeah, experience, yeah. But my buddy and I would go and we would just like bullshit about comics and, and stuff like that, and it was like yeah. an easy. You know, easy hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, I never even got paid for the X Men one. Oh, because uh, I had to go back the second day to get like to get pick up your check. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's you know. what it's like when they did um the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie. There's that scene where they're at the wrestling scene with Macho Man. Yeah, and nobody got paid for that. They brought everybody into that. I wasn't. I didn't do that one, but I heard about this later where they just were like, 
yeah so everyone that seen but everyone would talk about them being in spider-man but it was like yeah this that shot where you're like no yeah. i one of the stupidest things i think i've ever done in my life is because of that toby Maguire. not stupid not really stupid but like maybe embarrassing is because of spider-man we uh i got a job they were like hey uh if you want you can come to to this thing with 100 bucks it's the graduation scene where peter graduates high school uh 100 bucks but you got to come in a suit and if you have any friends that want to go invite them we're like all right great so invite a couple buddies of mine we're all like let's all go we'll all do this spider-man movie so we all go we get in there and uh, we're all in suits because we look like we're graduating high school yeah so we're all you know being the scene whatever and there was this one guy that was there with us that we knew was like he was he was an actor Oh, oh like, yes, of course. I'm going to be an actor and I'm going to be in um, you know, director and a writer. I'm mean, so serious about it. Um and he started talking to us and he was like, Yeah, sometimes I'm Tony McGuire's body double. And we didn't believe him. And we were like, No, no, like, no, you're not. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, yesterday I was his body double all day and and he couldn't be there, and it was just for setting shots up. So all I did was talk to Chris and Dunst all day. And all of us were like, no, no, we don't believe you. Like yeah. he was such a like a showboater already that we were like, no, no, you're lying, you're lying. Yeah. And uh but we could see her. Like we could see her and the rest of the cast because they're all there filming the scene for graduation day, which is like two seconds of that movie, but they're all over there and we could see him. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, I bet you she knows who I am. And I was like, <laughs> We got to set this no guy. No way. <laughs> no way. Uh, All of us are like, no way, no way. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And he's like, oh, I bet you if I walk over and I talk to her, she's going to remember me. It was all day yesterday. So she's going to remember me. And we're all like, oh, can I know whatever? And again, you know, I think I'm like 19 in this, right? So all of us guys are like, all right, we, he's like, I bet you. We'll make a bet. And all of us guys are like, all right, cool. What's a good amount of money to bet on this? $5. Okay. Like, we're going to bet five big money, right? Yeah, 19, yeah. Big money. So you're like, all right, five bucks. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go over there. And this dude, he walks over there. And this is like far enough away where, I mean, it was it was a good distance, but <laughs> clearly could see us, right? Yeah. But you can't hear the person, right? Yeah. And so we're all standing there, you know, arms crossed, just looking suits, just like looking like the rest of our dogs. Like, all right, cool. This guy's <laughs> he's going to embarrass himself right now. And this dude, the moment he walks over there, he immediately starts talking to her and then turns around and points at us. Oh, my God. Like, immediately no chill and is like basically tells them like those guys over there just bet me that i didn't know you and so then she's just like whatever right so i was like oh he does know her well then fuck it i'm gonna go talk to her oh no so i walk over there <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to her and then uh i'm like oh so you know him we so we talked for like a split second and in my mind, it was an eternity, but it was probably nothing in time. But we were talking, and uh, and then she's like, "All right, well," she's like, "What was the bet? How much was the bet?" <laughs> I was like, five dollars," <laughs> and she literally is like, "I'm worth five dollars." <laughs> it was like, okay, and she had, I can't remember the last thing she said, but she said something that essentially was like, "That's a lot of money to you." Like, not in a mean way, but in a way that yeah, was like, yeah. you guys were clearly making a bet that involved me and you guys are the shitty people in this situation. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember being like, 
and gradually I could feel the other guys like creeping up behind me because they were also going to go through this process and I was like, yeah. I, have, I have to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. myself in the middle of this Spider-Man movie. I must go. And, and, and gradually found my way out of, of the situation. Uh, but I'm reminded of that anytime I watch that scene. Anytime oh. I see anything, I'm always like, or, or I see any of those actors, I'm always like, Oh yeah, that time that we bet five dollars. Uh, <laughs> that guy didn't he know. Actually knew her. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And that yeah. was Jason Schwartzman. No. No, but that was <laughs> no. It was it was uh no. I actually know that guy's name. Uh, is he is but, he? Did he go on? Like no. I don't want to be rude. Um. Fair so <laughs> there were times where it was cool. Like I remember we were working on America. It was called American Sweethearts, and uh, my buddy and I we saw Christopher Walken from across a room. Ooh. And he looked at Christopher Walken, just went like this, and like nodded. And then Christopher Walken looked right back at us and went like this and nodded. And we were like, "All right, cool, we made it. We're in. <laughs> we made it. We did it. Cool. Like, life coolest. is complete." Yeah. There are times like that where you would end up having these weird moments and and. Uh, embarrass yourself or just you know cool little things yeah yeah for uh for several years when i worked at the newspaper the toronto film festival would obviously happen every year and uh we would cover it Mm -hmm. extensively and my gig for several years was i was supposed to go to all the parties and try and talk to as many celebrities as i could to get little celebrity tidbits right and like so drunk (laughs) <laughs> so drunk. The, the the only the only real positive one I had was um, there was a party uh, held at a, a swingers club because the the movie was like swingers based or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm like, oh my god, I've never been to a swingers club since then. I've been to many, but at the time, <laughs> like, oh, this is gonna be so much fun. And we get there. It was like a three story kind of place, and uh, and uh, there's not a lot happening. And I'm, I'm pounding back drinks myself and my editors. They were on the second floor, and uh, we we look towards the back. It's the hot tub area, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, no one's in the hot tub. I'm like, let's just do this. And so I just strip out of my clothes, <laughs> uh, and I get into the hot tub, and my editors are laughing, and it's crazy, and uh, and uh, and it works so well because people started to come up to me, sure, just to see what I was doing. So I started interviewing people from the hot tub, <laughs> and uh, at one point. Um, uh, this guy sees me, he starts laughing. He he walks away and he brings over Scott Speedman, who was quite big at the time from Felicity. Yes, <laughs> Canadian actor, and uh, and uh, Scott Speedman just starts laughing. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm a reporter and just asking people questions." We just start. I started interviewing him right there and then because I knew he auditioned for Robin back in like the the Batman uh, Forever. Or yeah, yeah, back back in those days. And, uh, and so, uh, I talked to him a lot about that and just the career stuff. And, uh, and he's like, Oh, let me get you a drink, man. What are you, what are you drinking? I'm like, Oh, just a Jack and Coke. And he went and he came back, brought me a Jack and Coke. And, uh, somebody took a photo of this and I'll, I'll send it to you later. It's like, it's the grossest photo of me you've ever seen. <laughs> but I also, I forgot that I just shaved a porn stash for this evening. Dude, I knew I saw a picture of this. I knew as you were telling the story, I was like, I have seen a picture of this. I was like, I'm holding the drink, just kind of like drowsy looking, but I look like a like a wet otter, like a hairless otter with like this porn stash. And Scott Speedman's like the most perfect specimen of a human being. Like he's got all these neck muscles and he's laughing and... It's like, yeah, there's never been a greater contrast in what a man could be in that photo. 
<laughs> that's awesome but it inspired me like uh, yeah every year at film fest i would just like you know maybe have one too many drinks but i uh, would always get into like some sort of dumb trouble with like usually minor league celebrities and uh, <laughs> and uh yeah it was a fun few years that's awesome that's yeah. all right i have to go now i can yeah. hear things yeah, going yeah, on i said my 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 family outside that i have to go help with yeah um, I'm, I'm glad we yeah i'm glad we cracked this i think we oh, did we yeah. Yeah, yeah we really broke the yeah. story thank you gentlemen for yeah well hanging out I mean, that's easy right work. daredevil daredevil lawyers yeah i'm scientist representing barry yeah yeah sure. that's easy sure. done yeah. crossover done crossover yeah. we did it yeah good show <laughs> millions of dollars yeah, yeah. But for real, it'll never happen. No, but that's right. Yeah. The other thing, yeah, the other added bonus is don't even worry about it because it's not going to happen. Yeah. But uh, gentlemen, well, thank you very much for shooting the shit and and sharing your insights on everything. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll do this again sometime. Or maybe we we just birthed your own show where it's just like, Josh and Chip, Chip and Josh, just gonna talk about getting hot tubs. And anything, and anything? Yes. What other movies has Josh been in? I don't know, but we're gonna find out. <laughs> Episode ninety six somewhere. Yeah. But uh, thanks a lot Sounds for watching. Perfect. So long, everybody. Yeah. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye, All right, bro. See you guys later. Thanks out. And that was that. I want to thank Josh and Chip for coming to the show. Thank you for watching it. And of course, don't forget to like this video. It helps us out. Subscribe to the channel. Click the bell for notifications so you know every time we put out either a free scripted show or a live show. We do a ton of those here on Comic Pop. We'll see you guys next week.